with James O'Brien. The time is three minutes after 12 and Mystery Hour is upon us your weekly opportunity to achieve the sort of satisfaction not ordinarily available anywhere else on your radio. The way, the way it works, a little word of explanation, it's not dissimilar to the sort of newspaper and magazine features where somebody writes in with a question and then several weeks later somebody else provides an answer. Um, we provide it before one o'clock today. It also comes this hour of radio with two guarantees. The first is that you will laugh out loud, although, to be honest, carrying quite a heavy heart at the moment today, just after yesterday's um, visit to, to North Kensington. But I, I, I hope we can keep the guarantee that you will have one laugh out loud moment between now and one o'clock. And uh, what's the second guarantee? You will know more by that hour, by one o'clock, than you do now. It might not be information you're particularly grateful for. It might not be information that you um, can put to any use at all in your subsequent life. It may not even be information that you can remember by ten past one. But by one o'clock today, you will know more than you do now. I can also tell you've got a better than even chance of getting through. 0345 973 is the number you need. There will be lurking somewhere in the back of your mind a kind of who, a where, a why, a when, a whither, or possibly even a wherefore. You'll, you'll just be thinking to yourself, why does that happen? Where does that come from? What's the origin of that? When this happens, what does it mean? All of these things become, if you like, um, mysteries. So we're not looking for mysteries in, in, the, in the supernatural sense. We're just looking for stuff we don't know. And you don't know it, but you know that somebody probably does know it. And maybe you could look it up somewhere. But life is turning into a kind of exercise in looking everything up instead of celebrating actually knowing stuff, learning, knowledge, illumination, education, expertise. Profoundly unfashionable. This is a one-show fight back against the dearth, the death, the demise of experts and expertise. And and when I say experts, you might have saw, you might have seen it on telly last night. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've got a PhD in applied physics. You hear someone ask a question that you know the answer to. You ring in and provide the answer. I say, what are your qualifications? And you can say anything from I saw it on telly last night, James. Or I'm the professor of the public understanding of science at the University of Brighton, who is one of our most regular contributors. I don't like dull questions, but dullness is very often in the ear of the beholder, isn't it? As a general rule, if it's to do with motoring, it won't make the final cut. If if it's really obvious and a little bit cliched, it probably won't make the final cut. And if we can remember um, dealing with it relatively recently then that probably won't make the final cut either. When I say the final cut, what I mean is that Caroline and Rosie, depending on how flustered and frustrated they feel, will either very politely or very curtly invite you to jog on. So please accept that invitation in the spirit with which it is offered. A spirit of kindness and cooperation. Six minutes after 12 is the time. I'll only say the number when I've got phone lines free. If you hear somebody ask a question that you know the answer to, you scupper mystery, you hold the whole project below the waterline if you don't ring in with your answer and that'll pretty much do it i think won't it should we crack on should we get up and running i think we should dave is at heathrow dave question or answer question please james carry on dave well um a bit of a strange one uh in the garden last night with my twin boys and we were watching a butterfly flutter around the garden and the question posed to me was do butterflies have memories of when they were caterpillars I say, how old are your twins? And you'll say, 27, James. <laughs> <laughs> They're 11. Yeah, that's right. The same age as my eldest. So you starting secondary school in September? Absolutely, yeah. These are interesting yeah. times, aren't they? Where did the years go, Dave? Where did the years go? 
Well, I've been following y- y- your daughter, y- sure. y- your stories as well, as well, both being the same age. But um, stories no end. Stories end in September. You know that. I, mean, I have to start yeah. respecting her independence and, and not not talking about her on the wireless. That means the youngest is going to have to shoulder double double bubble burdens. Um, I, I, how is anyone going to know the answer to that, mate? No one could. No one's ever asked a butterfly a question no, and got a meaningful no. answer. I've got no idea. So when a butterfly sees a caterpillar, does it think, ah, I remember when, <laughs> and, and, and her fond memories of chewing on leaves. Is there any know. any kind of mental link between a butterfly and a caterpillar? Yeah. Or does a butterfly fly over a caterpillar and say, ooh, what's that wiggly crawly thing down there on the ground? Yeah, yeah. has it got no memory? Or it, I, I, I like the question. Thing. I like the question. I think it might have the makings of a children's book, if, if you and the boys are minded to write one, but I'm not sure it's got the makings of an answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But there's many listeners out there that might have an answer. You, well, yeah, your optimism is touching. <laughs> let's, try <laughs> find, let's try and find out. Do butterflies know that they used to be caterpillars? When I say that mystery hour routinely veers from the sublime to the ridiculous, I quite like to get the sublime in place before we veer to the ridiculous. We seem to have done it the other way around this afternoon. Do butterflies have any knowledge whatsoever of their previous state of caterpillarness? Nick is in Aldershot. Nick, question or answer? It's question, James. Yes. Yes. Um, just a quick, uh, just a quick one. I was telling my, my well, I wasn't telling my daughter off. She was uh, having a bit of a mad episode, and I basically asked her why she was uh, throwing a paddy, and I just wondered where the origin of the phrase come from. I, I, I think it's, I think it's a slightly rude reference to Irishness, isn't it? I believe it's using the derog- derogatory term, and I don't mean any offence, obviously. But, sure. Um, yeah, I just wondered where it actually came from. My friend said it possibly comes from English people getting drunk and kicking off with their friends and they got told to go and throw a paddy. I've got a horrible feeling. It's It's got a historical kind of rationale based upon Irish complaints about English oppression. So throwing oh, a paddy right. is like moaning about uh, William of Orange's troops coming over and killing loads of Catholics. It's, it's kind of, I, I could be wrong, and I don't, I'm not confident enough to give myself a round of applause. Well, let's just see whether Axel's going to give me a round of applause for that. Not even close. No, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't think it's worth one yet. You, you, well, clearly, I, yeah, it's unanimous then. So, so we want a definitive account of the origins of the term "throwing a paddy." Yes, please. You're on. Nine minutes after twelve is the time. Cheryl is in Narbeth. Cheryl, question or answer? Hello, it's a question. Carry on, Cheryl. Uh, I want to know what smelling salts were made of, and are they still used? Well, I mean. I mean is this really suitable for mystery? I couldn't you have just gone to Boots? <laughs> I mean, we're trying to solve some of the great mysteries of our time, like do butterflies remember what it's like to be caterpillars? <laughs> and you just you just phone me up to ask about your shop. You can just go into a shop and say, excuse me, do you sell smelling salts? And if they say yes, that's the first part of your answer question. And then you say, could I please have a look, please? And you read the ingredients, and that's the second part of your question answered. People seem to feel more faint in the older days as well, didn't they? They did, yes. I don't know why that was. Probably something to do with the yeah. corsets. Corsets, Cheryl. Corsets. Stay away from corsets if you don't want to feel faint. <sighs> so you want to know, can you still buy smelling salts? Because you're too important yeah. to go to a shop and blimmin' well ask them. I and am. if you are still able to buy smelling salts, what's in them? Yeah. All right. Why? Are you, are you, have, are you having some... My used to use them. Did she? But she's not around anymore, so I can't ask her. And are you, I mean, are you keen to, to get some? Are you, are you... No! And I, I, I believe my husband's dad always carried them on him, but people don't seem to do that anymore. No. 
No, all right, you got me wondering now. I mean, why, why not? I mean, you just waft it under. I'm sure I've seen it in a first aid kit. You waft it under somewhere. Anyway, you don't want to hear me pontificating and bloviating. You want someone who knows what they're talking about to answer your question, don't you? Oh, everything. Well, no, I just tried to give that impression, Cheryl. But I take an hour off. I take an hour off on Thursdays at 12. Uh, let's get Cheryl an answer. Do, can you still buy smelling salts and what is in them? The origins of the phrase throwing a paddy. I'd be very surprised if it had nothing to do with the kind of slightly derogatory nickname for my uh, fellow Irishman. And I love this question, but if it's got a proper answer, I shall give you the money myself. Does a butterfly have any memory at all of being a caterpillar? And the reason I don't think there'll be an answer is how the hell would we know, even if they did? It's not like they can tell us, is it? Alison is in West Norwood. Alison, question or answer? Um, it's a question, James. Carry on. Um, I'd like to know, um, why is it that killer whales in captivity, their dorsal fin flop down, but in the wild, they don't? Well, just, uh, what do you, they dorsal fin flop down? Yeah. Oh, that's my dogs. Oh, well, I didn't <laughs> think it was your husband. What, um... <laughs> No. Um, so, yeah, their dorsal fin in captivity, they're known for flopping down, but in the wild, then they don't. Is the dorsal fin the one on the top? Yeah. And it flops it's down... Not well. Oh, OK. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, so it no, might be... Is it they're depressed, but they're only flopping down in captivity, but not in the wild. Are you sure? I mean, have you? how many have you observed in the wild? I've ne- well, I've seen. I watch loads of programs, and I see. I've never seen a dorsal fin of a killer whale flopping. No, but you've never I mean, seen them chilling. When I'm watching in, in, in captivity, they might be having a bit of a chill. They might be kicking back and taking a you know a fair moments off from killing stuff, and that's when the dorsal fin relaxes. It's sort of you know just hmm, fades. No, I think it's more than that. All right. I think it's. Is it because the dorsal fin operates? Something like that. What's wrong with the dog? Uh, Ted's always barking. Really. Yeah. Mm. Even when you're in the house? Even when I'm in the house, yeah. And there's someone at the door, I think. Really? Well, I, I don't, let me keep you for a mo- don't let me keep you for a moment longer. No. I'll, get you an, I'll try and get you an answer. Why, do the, why is the dorsal fin flaccid on a killer whale in captivity, but gloriously turgid on a killer whale in the wild? Yeah. You're on. Good luck with the dog and, and whoever's at the door. 12.13 is the time. Simon is in High Wycombe. Simon, question or answer? Hello, James. Um, question, please. Carry on, mate. Why do tennis players bounce the ball every time they're about to serve? I'd just like to apologise for using the word wimbers a few moments ago when I was talking to John Cushing. Quite a few of you have uh, quite rightly objected to that ludicrous deployment of an absurdly cheeky middle-class term. I will never, ever say the word wimbers again, I promise. Well, have you ever played tennis, Simon? Yes, I have. Uh, Did you bounce the ball before you served? Yes, I did. Did you then have a no, go? At no, I, no idea why, but I did. And, and there I, was a guy on the telly the other day. He bounced it about fifteen or seventeen times, and then he dropped it. Yeah. And then he bounced it another fifteen times. Yeah. And they all do it. Well, they all do it. I'm, I'm, is that a dog in the background? No, I think you're ruining things, mate. Must be an echo. I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the the answer is twofold. No, no, the, the first bit is that it helps you get your body in the right position to serve because the 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 left arm if you're right-handed goes through an arc when you throw the ball in the air and the and the you describe that arc albeit in reverse when you when you bounce the ball so it's about getting your your body in position to to do an overarm serve and the second bit that you just touched on is quite ritualistic so if you watch someone like rafa nadal play he goes through an identical set of um 
I don't want to say ticks because they're they're voluntary, but they look involuntary. He has to just do his eyebrows and hitch up his crotch slightly, and and, <laughs> and the bounce. Be, but the, but what are you laughing at? He does. <laughs> Why are you giggling? Yeah, go on. He does. Have you never seen yeah, him do it? He Give you, yeah, it gives it an old hoik. Gives it a little hoik. And uh, <laughs> and that's part of the sort of psychological process of getting yourself in the zone. Because as you know, as a, as a tennis player, if you imagine missing your first serve, you will miss it. So you're just trying to clear yeah. your mind of all thoughts. And, and that's, so that's the mental side of the bouncing. And the physical side is getting your body in position for an ace. Very good. Thank you very much. <laughs> well played, Simon. We should have a game sometime. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's 12.15. This is LBC 973. It's 19 minutes after 12. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where we baffle or battle with some of the most baffling questions of our time, including do butterflies have any memories of being caterpillars? What is the origin of the phrase to throw a paddy? Can you still buy smelling salts? And if so, what is in them? And why do the dorsal fins of killer whales appear to be flaccid in captivity, but turgid in the wild? I have to tell you that the question draws upon knowledge I don't have, so I'm taking the questioner's word for it. If you can answer any of those, you know what to do, but I've got room for more questions first. 20 minutes after 12 is the time. Helen is in Sheffield. Helen, question or answer? It's a question, James. How are you, Helen? I'm I'm fine, thank you, James. How Good. are you? Is this, have you found me before? Yes. Did it involve your garden? <sighs> yes. Well, I had an opportunity to call you because I needed a question answering, so I thought I'd grab it. I know that's fine, but how the frog? What's the frog situation like? Oh, you miss a pun. Grab it. Oh, grab it. Grab it. Oh, uh, no, grab it. It's rubbish. Grab it. We don't say grab it. You say rib it. <laughs> Oh, well, all right, anyway, we're, lo- we're, lo- we're losing the room. We're losing the room. What have you rang in with today? Okay, I need someone to help me with the domestic going off in my car. <laughs> oh, I don't really like motoring questions, but I'll make an exception for you because you were so brilliant last time. But this will resonate with quite a few people. Okay, I've got, I've got air conditioning in the car. Woo, get you. Car, <laughs> I know. Go on. Be, yeah, so we're driving along and there's, uh, you know, it's getting really, we've had really hot weather. So I whack the aircon on, you know, really fast. So I'm looking like something else of Beyonce. She's worth it moment, hair flowing. And my partner turns it off, winds the windows down and says, we're using more petrol. So I go from looking like Beyonce to something like crystal tits or a wind tunnel. What? I say, we're not using more petrol. And he's just, he's just obsessed. So he, he I wind all the windows down, all four. Yeah. Uh, and he says that we're using more petrol when we have the aircon on. And I'm sure that's not right. All I'm right. Just like someone, because at the moment we're going to be heading <laughs> to relate. Do you, well, let's have a little think about it, shall we? Does, does the air conditioning use any energy? Um. So what, what you have is, is quite a powerful it's, it's, fan. It's recirculated air, isn't it? Yes, but How? Um, and it's not just recirculating air. That would be the kind of um, uh, vents that you had uh, 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 in your dad's old car when you were a kid, and it just sends fetid, warm air around. around. It, it chills air. So conditioning you, it's an air conditioning. You. My my thought on it. No, I don't want to hear your thoughts. It's my opportunity to show off. Now get your own radio show if you want to start pontificating. That you, what you have, it, you have a powerful fan mechanism, and you have some form of refrigeration unit that cools the air, usually using a coolant. Uh-huh. So, what powers that? Um, 
Talk me through the fuel sources in your car. Petrol. Yeah, that right. I've got petrol. What else have we got? Oh God. <laughs> Come on, I'm waiting. You just don't want to be in. A, you don't want to ever be in a car with a menopausal, flushing woman trying to tell me that the air can't can't go on. No, it's just a matter. It's, it's, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. But I won't. Um, I won't ever insist that the aircon is done. I just think when the windows are down, James, yeah, no. use more petrol because it's got more drag. You have to put your foot down because the wind is pushing against the car. This is my theory, it's but not I really. just need it confirmed. No, no, no. Well, you're never going to get it confirmed by a rational person. It's, it, it, well, the the air can. There's there. no drag. There's not that much drag when you've got the windows open because if you put your as soon as you put your hand outside the window it nearly gets ripped off if you're going quickly if, if there was drag it wouldn't the car would be going so slowly you wouldn't feel any pressure at all you create your own little kind of well also the car's aerodynamic whether the windows are open or shut you've lost this i'm afraid no you, qualifications james qualifications on well on qual- qualifications i just well qualifications on wind 15 hours a day thank you very much award-winning radio but in terms of qualifications on this you answered it yourself when i asked you to name the other fuel sources in your car apart from petrol no i think there's more no, to it than no, that no, I just, I just there's that... no okay right fine where's my round of applause what? Retract it. No, Retract I, it. There's I, someone out there. Th- there's not. That's, that, that's just like a. It's 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 voice recognition. If if it it, it, t- it checks loads and loads of data banks, works out whether I'm right or not, and if I am, it just automatically gives a, a round of applause. If if anybody, just because it's you, if anybody wants to ring in and make a really detailed scientific case for arguing that the what was the word you used, Helen? Drag. 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 When you're going up a hill... Yeah, I know what it is. I I know what it is. If the drag caused by having the windows of your car open somehow causes more fuel to be consumed than operating an air conditioning system, then I will give you the money myself. And it's not doing my hairstyle any good. That's that's a conversation for a different day, possibly with a different person. (laughs) (laughs) Mind how you go. Good luck with the frogs. It's 25 minutes after 12. Paul is in Cheshunt. Paul, question or answer? It's a question, John. Carry on, Paul. Right. Cream crackers. Yes. Why are they called cream crackers when no, they're ingredients? What the hell is going on there? What happened then? Oh, I'm a cabbie. Oh, all right. I'm radio. Sounded like... Have you got a cow in the back of your cab? <laughs> I say a controller. <laughs> <laughs> God, where were we? Cream crackers. Right, right. Cream crackers, yeah. And I was reading <laughs> the ingredients on them, and there's no cream in there whatsoever. So why are they called cream crackers? I used to know this when I was a kid. There's a reason why they're called cream crackers. Crackers? Is there not, I think there is some dairy in the batter. See, if you had like a ship's biscuit... That, no, I'm not going to get away with that, am I? No. Well, on the packet that I was munching the yeah. other night, it had nothing about cream. Cream. There's a oh, cream bad. crackers. Could just be branding. Water biscuits. Why are water biscuits called water biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, a water biscuit is basically a cream cracker, but round, in my experience. Yeah. So how come one is a cream cracker and the other one's a water biscuit? Oh, God. If we get the answer to the cream cracker question, the water biscuit question might be answered surreptitiously in the same... In the, I'll try and find out for you. Have you ever played a game with cream crackers? Don't worry, this is, yeah. all, this is all very decent. I know, yes. And you try and eat as many as you possibly can. Yes. It's good fun. Mm. <laughs> Covering a lot of ground today. Have you got a passenger, Paul? 
just, just as well, mate. All right, I'll try and get you an answer to the cream crackers question. Why are cream crackers called cream crackers, given that they crack and they could therefore be called crackers, but there doesn't appear to be any cream involved? You can, if you want, come to Helen's rescue, but if you're really going to argue that having the windows of your car open as you're tooling up the motorway somehow involves more fuel consumption than having the air conditioning cranked up, then I, I'm going to need some serious persuasion. Did the tennis balls, killer whales and dorsal fins, smelling salts, throwing a paddy, butterflies and caterpillars. Uh, where are we going first? David is in High Wickham. Question or answer, David? Here's an answer, James. Carry on, mate. It's for the uh, dorsal fin question for the killer whales. So, um, apparently, the reason you'll see, more than not, the uh, dorsal fin of whales in captivity curved, as opposed to they are in the wild, is because they are depressed and anxious. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, it's, uh, there's a documentary on uh, Netflix called the, Blackfish. B- yes, I've, I know, I'm, I'm aware of Blackfish. It's grim, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's horrific. It's all about that killer whale tilicum that died recently, and they go into a lot of detail about the biology behind it and whatnot. And, um, yeah, it's, it's horrible, but that is apparently the reason it, why. So it's a bit like, you know, when we tell human beings to keep their pecker up or whatever, it, it, it means be be upbeat, be ebullient, be buoyant, and, and in, 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 a, in, a, in a killer whale's world it would be keep your dorsal up and they don't because yeah, they're so sad well, if you imagine if you see people walking down look hunched they look down all the time they you sort of think oh they look a bit upset when people are walking up nice and straight they seem more often not happy right yeah qualification saw it on a film saw it on that film there you go round of applause for david yeah, day it's made. Nice one. Day made? What about that? It's a week made moment. It's surely life. It's, it's a bucket list moment. 28 minutes after the David. Nice one. Mark is in Lee on Solent. Question or answer, Mark? Question, James. How are you? Very well. That was simple. Round of applause for me. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll speak soon, shall we, Mark? <laughs> no, come on. What's your, what's your question? Right. What is the origin of the Union Jack being flown upside down being a sign of distress? Because well, that can't have happened until after the Act of Union in 1800, because the flag of St Andrew wasn't added to the Union Jack. Yeah. That's got to be fairly recent. Yeah, but it, it would still have been the same before. Any, uh, any, any flag that's not fully symmetrical can be flown upside down as a, as, a, as, a, as a separate signal. So if you've only got one flag on your boat, and it's a Union flag, a Union Jack, if it's on a boat, it's a Union Jack, a ship... You've only right. got one flag, and you want to send a message with your flag. How are you going to send it? But the flag of St George was symmetrical. Yeah, I think I don't know that you're allowed to do that because I've answered your question. <laughs> but has that always been the case? That's that, 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 you're going to have to ring in next week. Oh, I'm not having that. No, no, seriously, you said what? Why is the Union Jack upside down a sign of distress? And I've told you. What else could you do with it if you wanted to send a message different from everything's hunky dory aboard this ship? Bon voyage, but you want to send the opposite of that message, how can you possibly do it with a flag? Except by turning the flag upside down. I thought it was the origin of it. Did you? <laughs> Did you? Yes. Um, and you took the liberty of recording the conversation. I have recorded the conversation. I'll be checking it during the news. And if you're if you telling porkies, I shall... I don't know. I, I, I shall do such things. What they are, I know not. But they shall be the terrors of the earth. So, you don't know? No, I don't. Out for me? Yeah, right. After the news. All right, cheers, mate. Carry on. It's half past twelve. Moira Alderson has the very latest news headlines. The government's published its repeal bill. Which Nine seven three.
It's 12.34 and you are listening to James O'Brien on LBC where we've already sorted out killer whales but we're still keen to talk about caterpillars. Do butterflies have any memory of their previous form? What's the origin of the phrase? I, I want to go fully definitive on this so you need to really know your onions. Um, don't ring in to say what's the origin of the phrase know your onions. We've done that. I can't remember the answer but, but I need my phone lines for answers. Uh, throwing a paddy. What's the origin of that? Smelling salts. Can you still buy them? What was in them? What is in them? Cream crackers. No cream. What's going on? Uh, and the upside-down Union flag. When did that start becoming a signal of maritime distress? Uh, and the air conditioning question that I answered brilliantly, but Helen refused to accept the, the obvious. So what uses up more petrol? Having the windows open on your car or having the air conditioning cranked up to maximum? It's 25 minutes to one. Tony is in Kingsbury. Tony, question or answer? Answer. Carry on. Um, smelling salts. Yours. Ammonium carbonate. Pardon? Ammonium carbonate. Is that right? Yes. And when I called you a couple of weeks ago, you erroneously used the word sublimation. I didn't erroneously use the word sublimation. No, no, no. I intended to use it. I just used it well, incorrectly. You know what it meant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did know what it meant. Anyway, no one likes a smart ass. Should read. Should read. Should read my emails. <laughs> anyway, ammonium carbonate sublimates and releases ammonia. So, so I thought sublimate meant, and maybe I misspoke a couple of weeks ago, I thought it meant when you go directly from a solid to a gas. Yeah, that's what I told you it meant. No, no, that's what I said it meant. No, you didn't. No, you've misremembered this completely. No, what, did, no. what did you think I thought it meant? Um, I don't know. But you see? How, you then you can, then you, your whole argument falls apart. I, I've always thought sublimation meant going from solid to gas. Always? Yeah. Really? It's one of the few things I can remember. Two or three weeks ago. No, you've misremembered. <laughs> you've misremembered. And you can still buy it. How do you know for sure? Uh, just Holland and Barrett, for example, they sell it. And, it, and, it, and it's a pungent ammonia waft goes right up your nostrils, and if you're unconscious, it'll kick you back into, into yes, animated form. Mm-hmm. Qualifications, Tony? scientist that'll do round but, of applause. Um, also on. about the air conditioning no 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 not only have you quite rudely uh, erroneously accused me of erroneousness in past weeks but now you're breaking the golden rule of mystery hour which is trying to squeeze uh, a quart into a pint pot no no it's just an observation no, 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 i just no. heard on top gear they said if you switch off the air conditioning you save about 10 percent power yeah but what if you close the windows no idea no yeah, there you go tony mind how you go does he get a round of applause yes he does now, only just, though, Anthony. A little bit of hair splitting there, my friend, which is not actively encouraged on this programme. Nick is in Woodford Green. Nick, question or answer? Uh, it's a question, James. Go on, mate. Um, right. If, if, for example, um, uh, washing up pots and pans um, and um, clothes and things like that are, are, is better with hot, hot water, warm water, mm-hmm. why do we brush our teeth with cold water? And if we did brush them with warm water, would it be, make it any better? Would we get the stains off? The, the, the second bit of the question, I don't know if I'll be able to allow, having been a little bit curt with Tony a moment ago when he tried to <laughs> squeeze in more than one element of his question. The first bit, <laughs> I, I can answer this. Really? Yeah. It okay. possibly means you're a bit younger than me. Uh, well, 40, yeah. Oh, no, 40. well then, frankly, you could have worked this out for yourself. Go on. So you now have a combi boiler around yours, right? Right, yeah, yeah, I get where you're going. So the feed going into the boiler is 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 clean, it's identical. The hot and the cold water are coming from the yeah. same source, right? Because it gets yeah, heated yeah. up as it makes its way through the gas boiler. Back in yeah. the day, your hot water tank would be in the loft. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, I, I see where you're going with it. But, well, but so now, hey, though... Mate, I'm showing off, you can't just stop me like that because you've worked out where <laughs> I'm going. 
So the hot water tank would be up in the loft, and ergo, it could be susceptible to, to, to all manner of kind of domestic pollution. My mother remembers her dad going into the loft because the hot, something had gone a bit wrong with the hot water, and they found a dead rat. This is going back to Sheffield in the 1950s. There was a Lovely. dead rat. In the water tank. And that is why, yeah. historically, you would not have used the hot water tap to brush your teeth. Mm, OK. Thank you, please, thank you. Carry on. Now? Never, now? Now that we've got... Yeah, now you can. Oh, yeah, nothing to stop you doing it. It's okay, tradition. Do it's just, no, I don't know why. I don't know whether it would be better or worse. Oh, you might get... I, th- I th- Maybe it'll get a bit too, sort of... The toothpaste might get too foamy or something like that. But try it. I'll tell you what, you try it, then... You know, if it ever sounds like I can't make the phones ring for love or money on the programme, give us a buzz and tell me how you got on. <laughs> yeah, the, re- the reason I asked is because my <laughs> wife was doing it the other day after after washing her face. She had warm water. Yeah. And I just thought it was disgusting. But then I thought maybe it would take the stains off better because, you know... It should do. You would. It should, hot water should do a better job than cold water. I mean, it, does your wife have particularly sparkling teeth? Yeah, I guess she does. Does she? Yeah, does, she does. does she often use warm water to brush her teeth? She, like... well, she she does. She does. Yeah. Wait, wait, I mean, that, there you go. Then. So not only do we now know why traditionally it would have been frowned upon, but we also know, thanks to your wife's example, that it could be the future. Mm, like to hear from a dentist, though. Why? Just to know if we if 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 brushing with hot water really does work. But it, it's not going to not work. Do. You just you just want to know whether it makes a material better. difference from cold yeah. water for yeah. better or for worse. Yeah, but you've already had your question answered quite brilliantly by the host of this program. <laughs> I should have asked the, the second part first. <laughs> uh, if a dentist rings in, I'll let him on. All right, how's that? Brilliant. Okay, Thank nice one, Nick. Well, there you go. Twelve forty is the time. Suki is in Richmond. Question or answer, Suki? It's an answer, James. Uh, on the uh, water biscuits versus cream crackers. Well, why is it called a cream cracker when there ain't no cream involved? Um, I think it's the method of uh, how they add the oil, which is um, when they cream it with the flour and water mixture. Really? Yes, and a water biscuit is exactly what it says on the on the box, which is uh, made just with water, and they were designed because cream crackers couldn't stand the long journeys on uh, on ships. They would perish. They'd perish more. Yep. Because they had oil in. Only oil. Yeah. It it could be, in any kind of shortening, actually, it could could be um, animal fat, but it would be some... Well, it could be. I think they use um, some other oils. It'd be palm oil, probably, these days, wouldn't it? It'd be a bit of yeast involved as well, because a cream cracker rises in a little bit more than a water biscuit does. So it's actually the, 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 the making of the dough that we're discussing here, rather than the ingredients it's a creaming process rather than a content indeed that's a strong answer what are your qualifications i used to run a lot of wine tasting and um one of the participants asked the question and i promised to go away and research it and that was the answer that'll do nicely good work i like that answer actually i like that answer a lot and a water biscuit would would just involve no well no oil no shortening at all in a water biscuit then Nothing at all. Yeah, Nothing perfect. at all. It's brilliant. Produced for the same reason why the English invented port to survive long journeys. Because wine would go off. Uh, well, not just that. The, the Portuguese wine wasn't very nice. So I yeah. to add, um, Covering a lot uh, of ground. I like it. <laughs>
Good work. Good work. Well, you've, he's had his round of applause. We're ticking him off this week. Are we going to go full? We shall see. Professor Martin is here, Professor of Robotics at the University of Middlesex. Question or answer, Professor Martin? It's an answer to the air conditioning question. Ah, ha, ha, yes, splendid. Carry on. Hang on, let's make sure Helen's like... listening. Helen, 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 pay attention, please. Here comes the answer. You'll be delighted to hear you're absolutely right. Oh, and your really? Colleagues, uh, well, the other answer in with the top gear quote is wrong. Yes. Um, yeah, the, um, it takes quite a lot of power to compress that uh, fluid. It used to be Freon, I can't remember what they use now. Um, so you, you have a big, powerful, heavy compressor, it's a big thing. On top of that, you have an electric clutch which engages it, which takes quite a lot of current. And you may notice that if you're sitting stationary in, cur- in traffic, you press the air conditioning on, the voltage, if you've got a voltmeter, will drop. And you, if you've got a tachometer, you'll notice the engine speed will drop. Um, because it's taking quite a lot of power, and it has a big, thick uh, drive belt to yes. drive it, so you know it's taking a lot of power. Uh, think of it in terms of if you want to heat up a room in your house, it takes maybe a three kilowatt heater. If you want to reduce the temperature in your house by the same amount, it's something like a three kilowatt cooler, and three kilowatts is around, uh, oh, well, one horsepower is 746 watts, so. Uh, you're talking about about three quarters of a kilowatt, about four horsepower. If the average car engine is 200 horsepower, then you're talking about a two percent reduction in in a two percent increase in the use of fuel. So, so Helen's Helen's partner is bang on the money. Is it? every time she turns the air conditioning on, they're throwing they're throwing pound notes out the window. Absolutely right. Yes. Oh, poor old Helen. Round of applause for Professor Martin. Oh, oh carry on, Paul. Hang on, what, I didn't hear that. You were drowned out by applause. Uh, this is my 50th call-in since 2014. 50? In three 50. years? 50 in three years. I've got a horrible feeling that your arch-rival and nemesis, Professor Hal from the University of Brighton, hasn't been keeping count. Oh. So that means you might you might get... you. Oh, dear, this could get a bit sticky, actually. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. So 50 rounds of applause you've had, seriously? I have, yes, yes, yes. <sighs> But I've had no Ray Liotta's and no um, uh, Hallelujah's. No, well, you, you can only get a Hallelujah if you correctly employ the certain word in exactly the right context. So that's. that's oh, I've ra- learnt all this by osmosis, by the way. That's not the right context because oh, I know it's not true. There's no semipermeable <laughs> membrane involved in that process, <laughs> and the Ray Liotta is just, it gives you something to aim for. Can I ask you a serious question? Sure. What's the proudest achievement? Becoming a professor or getting fifty rounds of applause on Mistria? Getting 50 rounds of applause and mystery. Oh, I'll have your 51st then. <laughs> <laughs> it's 45. <laughs> Many thanks for listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Time now for the travel news. With Ross Powell in the LBC Travel Centre. Thank you very much, James. Good afternoon. Looking first to what's 973. It's 12.49 is the time. There's quite a lot of people complaining about my, um, my, my hot water answer, but I don't understand why. You are. I might, I might have got the geography of the house slightly wrong, but the, but the bottom line was that the hot the, the, the hot water tank, or the airing cupboard tank, the, the, the immersion heater, is more likely to, to sustain a little bit of pollution or corrosion or unpleasantness than the than the cold water feed. But yeah, I guess if the cold water tank was in this, imagine if you just tuned into this program and you're expecting award-winning political analysis. What's he on about now? The water tanks. Oh, I don't know. Ricardo's in Hounslow. Ricardo, quick, help me out. Uh, I have an answer that's along those lines. So, um, why we have to use cold water? Why it's a good idea to use cold water in brushing your teeth? Re- are you a dentist? Uh, no. Go on then. 
Right, so hot water warms the crystals up and makes them really kind of nice and soft. Well, soft. You want to have hot bristles on brushing your teeth, so you So you, yeah, I mean, using really hot water. So it's more likely to soften your bristles if you use hot water, so it doesn't actually create a more efficacious cleaning agent. Uh, well, no, it's just to do with... Uh, it's a terrible phone line. It's a terrible phone line. I, I, I'm going to give you a round of applause, but but I, I, I only heard about one word in three. Oh, sorry about that. I only got that. In your own time, actually. 12.51 is the time. Ath. Ath is in Surbiton. Is that right, Ath? Yes, it is, James. Hello, Ath. Hi. Question um, or answer? Answer about butterflies and caterpillars and their memory. Shut up. Well, I'm a bit hazy on the details. Yeah, of the I bet you are. Go on. But they exposed caterpillars to a noxious stimulus, plus something else they would associate it with, a conditioning experiment. So every time you see the thing you associate it with, you know, you're now going to experience something unpleasant. Got ya. And then they let them pupate, let them hatch as butterflies, and then expose the butterflies to the same thing they'd associated with noxious stimulus. Oh, what a brilliant experiment! And the butterflies did the butterfly equivalent of, Ugh! They wouldn't go near it. They still had a sense memory of sorts. Is that the right word to exactly. use? Exactly. Well, not a sense memory, no. No. They clearly had some kind Just a of memory. memory that this thing was not a good thing. Just a memory of that thing. That smell. Exactly. Does that, yeah, but that, that means they can, that doesn't mean they know they're different now that they're butterflies and that they used to be caterpillars. Well, that we can probably never know scientifically if you probe it's that. It's a great answer, that requires though. empathy. Yeah. Because any scientific experiment, you're only standing from the outside and manipulating and observing. You can never get into subjective experience. No, of course not. Um, what are your qualifications, Ath? Research psychiatrist. Flipping it. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't often feel this way. It's almost as if a round of applause is inadequate to the quality of your answer. Oh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Have a round of applause. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Give him another one for the coolest laugh we've had all week. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. That really is lovely. And, and it does kind of answer the question. As you say, it would be impossible to go any further than that, which is why I consider it to be definitive. A butterfly can clearly remember stuff from when it was a caterpillar, but whether or not it could ever articulate the difference between being a butterfly and a caterpillar, we'll have to wait until they uh, assume the power of communication. Charmaine is in Croydon. Charmaine, question or answer? Um, question, James. Carry on, Charmaine. It's really, uh, well, from quite a silly question, but my three-year-old daughter came into the office one day, took her to the toilet, yeah. and she said, why does the woman have one leg and the man have two? I never thought of it before, and then I've been since going around looking on the toilet signs, and it's usually that the woman have one leg and the men have two. I've asked a few people, but no one knows why. Well... You mean the signs on toilet doors, on lavatory doors? Yeah, yeah, the sign on, yeah. Or is it, it doesn't have one leg. She's got two legs that are held together. Yeah, but why does it not show the picture as one? And on well, because the they're held... The, 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 well, look, not, she's desperate for the loo, so she's holding her <laughs> legs really close together. Is that really interesting? Mm, that, the first bit, no. The second bit, yes. It's not one leg, it's two legs close together, and the man has his legs apart. It's all part of the distinction between the two. If she had her legs exactly the same as the bloke, you'd have to you'd do a double take and you might accidentally go into the wrong room. Okay. You don't, you don't, I, sound, I, as, you don't sound as grateful as I, I thought you would for this enlightenment. I am not, I'm not, I'm not convinced, but I'm not sure I would explain that to a three-year-old woman. <laughs> 
Well, you can just say to the three-year-old that you, the, the big point about these um, signs is the differences yeah. between the two. So the more differences you can get on the sign, the, the, the less likely anyone is to go through the wrong door. So the, the man is there with no skirt on and his legs apart, but if the woman had her legs apart as well, or the man had his legs together, you'd have to have a much bigger skirt. It's, it's, it's just, I mean, I, I don't really know why you're laughing at me, Charmaine. <laughs> well, you that one it's a very good answer to your question. It's, it's not a good one. I give you that. It's, it's not one, one leg. To be honest, I can't believe that you didn't help your three-year-old. You said to your three, oh yes, darling. There's, uh, I don't know why all the women on toilet doors have got one leg. And come on, woman. You said, why would they have one-legged women on toilet doors? I didn't think of that. I really didn't. You've disabled that. toilets for women with one leg. You don't need to have a special assignation, a special... <sighs> anyway, that's your answer. <laughs> All right. I'll wait to see if anyone... No, you won't. No, no, you won't. That's your answer. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, 55 is the time. I think we may have kept at least one of our pledges this hour. Thank you, Charmaine. Uh, James is in Farnborough. James, question or answer? Uh, it's a question, James. It's quite a pressing question. Go on. I'd like to know if Andy Murray is still officially Wimbledon champion. Oh, yeah. Because, although he's been knocked out, if if he is still officially Wimbledon champion till Sunday, then if Conta wins, we will have two British champions at the same time, in the men and the women. For about 24 hours. Exactly. Love but it. It's, still a, it's a historic moment. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Don't you've jinxed it now, you absolute lemon. Why did you do that? <laughs> well, I, the know, answer is yes. She's Australian anyway. No, she's Bulgarian. I think she's Bulgarian, isn't she? But, but I know she's British. <laughs> this is this is a you know. But, I, I love that. Uh, it, yes, is the answer. So I get a round of applause for it. But, but, but it, it, you get a round of applause for the for the brilliant sort of manipulation of figures to to r- restore British pride. I, I, I don't know if I agree with you, but I'll definitely take my... No, but who, well, look, the way I can prove that I'm right is by saying, if he's not, who is? Well, maybe when the tournament restarts, you hand in your trophy nah. and everyone fights... You're the reigning yeah. champion until somebody else wins it. The reigning champion. Think about the, 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 the golf when they hand over the blazer and all that malarkey. Yeah, golf, yeah. You are the reigning... If Andy Murray, God forbid, had passed away at some point in the last year, he'd still be Wimbledon champion, even though he didn't even exist anymore. Right. Well, at this point, I'm just going to take my applause. That's right. Yeah, you can. You can. Although it's only for for, for clever manipulation of statistics. I, I get the applause for the correct answer. But you, can, I've had enough Fair today. Enough. No, give this one to James. Right. That's fine by me. No, but I don't want to be greedy. Thank you, James. That's lovely. That. So yeah, but I don't want to jinx it by saying if da 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 then da 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 da. Emma is in Barnet. Emma, question or answer? Oh, hi. I've got an answer. I'm, I'm still ha- giggling over the butterfly caterpillar thing. Good answer, that. If I write a book... Oh, brilliant. If I write a book called Remember Who You Were, the butterfly that was um, frightened of caterpillars, I'll credit you. Yeah. <laughs> thank, yeah, thank you, actually. We'll just call the caterpillar James. <laughs> oh, yeah, OK. There yeah, you go. That's thank you. Real. We'll thank do you. that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Carry on. Um, so, my thing's um, about paddywhack. Yes. I believe, um, from experience, but it's not a racial term, um, hang down everybody, um, I think mm. it's to do with... Now, I know, I no, know... No, we're not looking for the origins of the phrase paddywhack. No, no, but just think of the word paddywhack. You've got 40 seconds, and I, 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 okay. I very, very rudely encroached oh. upon Majid Nawaz's show yesterday, so I'm hitting the nail oh, at 12.59 with a vengeance okay, today. I'll so it's going to be like a guillotine. Ligament. 
the you call ligament in the in the neck. It's what helps big animals hold their necks up. Cows, sheep, goats. When you rip that out when you're slaughtering an animal on a farm, what? if you throw that, called the paddywhack, the paddywhack is another name for a nuchal ligament, and when you throw that... Well, I'm going to give you a round of applause just to make you stop talking. <laughs> and that is it from me for another day. What a magnificent mystery hour, and uh, what a magnificent three hours you have to look forward to. Imagine now is here next, and he'll be standing in for me tomorrow, actually. Hardest working man in London. James, I'm already plotting my revenge. You see what I do to you on your show tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. Coming up, a total of 27 people have been stabbed to death in the past three months alone in the capital. An average of two per week. What needs to be done to tackle this? Before that, a UK government report has found that Islamist extremist organisations are receiving hundreds of thousands of pounds a year from UK-based individuals and charities. But the Home Secretary has refused to publish the report. Don't we, the public, deserve answers? But first, David Davis, the Brexit Secretary, has made a fresh appeal this morning for MPs to, quote, work together ahead of the publication of the Great Repeal Bill designed to transpose EU law into British law. Will this be the final straw in Theresa May's premiership?